Hello everybody and thank you for joining me for a new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is Monday of a new week. We are still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic that is going throughout our world. Uh, in many areas of the world it is starting to slow down more than creep up. Um, but this is not not the case in many areas as well and I acknowledge both sides of that um, in the US. We are having a uh, majority of states seeing a rise in cases again, and uh, we are seeing mm, some states as well uh, declining and or staying at a lower rate. Hopefully that continues, but um, right now we are not sure because, like I said, more states than not are increasing. We are also in the midst of a social justice um, awakening, if you will. Uh, protests continue throughout the country. Uh, we are trying to hold officials responsible for their actions, whether it be policing, education, or any other area that you are involved in. Uh, please keep pushing forward. Know that the work is not done. We, uh, we must rely on uh, supporting one another and support of each other as well to continue pushing forward and making the changes uh, that we desire. So please, uh, I know you had your long weekend. Hope you stayed safe. Uh, but remember, as always, that the work continues. All right, I'll be back in just a moment with some news for the day. My name is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. For my first news story, it comes from the Supreme Court in the U.S., and it is about um, the faithless electors. So what happens in our voting system is when you vote, um, your vote gets tallied up as a um, number and who we are voting for as a state. So in the previous election, whether you voted for Donald Trump or... Um, Hillary Clinton, your vote was counted and uh, pushed towards the elector of the state. And whoever had the majority vote in the state, your elector, your, um, those are the ones who are in the position to cast their electoral college vote, they are supposed to be voting for the will of the people. Now, this doesn't always happen. And um, sometimes they write in names uh, sometimes they uh, will will do um, what they are supposed to be doing in this case. Uh, but there have been many interesting uh, changes in votes. Um, so in last election, there were people that voted for Colin Powell for president instead of whoever was in charge or whoever was the winner. Uh, specifically, there's a case in Washington. It involved three electors who were fined a thousand dollars each, um, because, like I said, they voted for Colin Powell rather than Hillary Clinton. Um, there were people in Ohio who uh, voted for Governor John Kasich, even though, again, Hillary Clinton won the state's popular vote. 
Um, so there was a uh, fight going on in Colorado over this, and um, you know, in Colorado, there the Tenth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals sided with the uh, elector, but the Supreme Court said nope. That is not how it's supposed to be done. Uh, according to the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, these are the, the way it's supposed to be done. Is they are supposed to be um, voting for the uh, people that the states, uh, in uh, the individuals rather, in the states have elected. Um, the electors are not supposed to go off on their own and, and cast their vote for whoever they seem uh, appropriate. They're supposed to listen to the people. Um, so this is an interesting one because, you know, many people feel that the electors are there as a protection to vote because the people always don't know what they should be voting for. I've heard that argument before. And while you may be there as a secondary system, um, I don't believe you should also change the vote from the will of the people. So... This is an interesting one, and it is being, or it was uh, ruled upon today, so that no matter what happens in the upcoming election in November, this will not be a, a an issue. They're they're trying to put it out so that people know that they're not playing partisan politics. This is not about that. This is about what should and uh, will be happening. Um, you can look into all this. There's a, a place, Fair Vote, it's called, that you can go and see more of how voters have uh, voted in their past, uh, the electors. And uh, what has happened, I guess, they found that uh, there has been 167 faithless electors. Uh, I think that's overall, but, uh, you know, you can go on and be certain and let me know if I'm wrong. It happens from time to time, and I own up to it. I don't know everything, and I don't pretend to. All right, my second news story comes from um, Frederick Douglass Monuments. Uh, so in Rochester, New York, Frederick Douglass, he lived there for a while. Uh, he is having his monuments torn down. Now, this could be a direct retaliation for... Um, Confederate monuments going down or, you know, Columbus monuments going down. Um, but if you don't know the history of Frederick Douglass, I would advise you to look into that. He was an incredible abolitionist and speaker and writer, and uh, he worked incredibly hard to end slavery, um, and he worked incredibly hard to try to um, allow people to understand the, the black experience and he famously wrote uh what to the slave is the fourth of july which is why uh, the fourth of july this year has had uh, a bit of turbulence if you've never read that i would recommend reading that in its entirety it is an important piece of uh literature in our history and it really helps to um give you a different viewpoint than your own perhaps uh so again they tore down a monument of his, and they found it 50 feet away. Um, been placed uh, over a fence in near Gorge. It was leaning against the fence. It was damaged so that it can't just be uh, repaired. 
it has to be replaced. Um, as we know, um, whatever side of the aisle you want to fall on, if you want to believe, uh, if you want to um, follow Republicans or uh, Democrats, that is your own business. Uh, I do know that right now our president is inciting um, almost a uh, culture war style uh, attack on things by defending uh, the need to have confederate monuments up um, and basically saying the whole Black Lives Matter movement is anti-American um, but I can't think of anything more American than uh, protesting I mean isn't that part of what uh, America was built on uh, let's just uh, remember how uh, the Boston Tea Party and all of that was a protest on the taxes of oh, Britain. Anyway, I digress. Um, the point is, we need to remember that um, looking at all sides of, of history, then we make a judgment uh, on if that figure is deserving of a monument. Do the goods outweigh the bad? Um, I think Frederick Douglass did way more good than bad. And I feel that that is more of people being retaliatory. And that is deeply upsetting. And I don't, and I feel like um, that is just a way to silence the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, if I, if you feel differently you're welcome to that opinion i don't i'm not gonna fault you for it because that's how you feel um all right well that is what it is hopefully they get that uh statue re uh rebuilt and put there all right i will be back in just a moment and i will have some positive news stories for you My first story of good news comes from uh, Britain, and it is about the British government uh, looking to spend nearly $2 billion to help rescue the nation's theaters, museums, and art sectors. Um, so this is not meant to necessarily help all theaters, you know, there are going to be small ones that are still uh, affected. Uh, so if you know of a way to, to help support those theaters, whether you're in Britain or in the U.S. or wherever you are in the world and are a theater lover. As we all watched Hamilton, you know, that is what theater can do for us. It inspires us. It changes our views. It helps us learn. We we are entertained as well. Um, but that, that industry is being hit hard. Um, particularly in the U.S., Broadway is closed, at least for the rest of this year. Um, we don't know how much further that will go, but the same kind of things are happening in Britain right now. Uh, so they're looking to do their best, and they're they're going after the the larger ones, uh, the the quote unquote crown jewels, uh, such as Royal Albert Hall, um, which hosts a whole series of events there. Um, you know, like I said, not everyone's going to survive. And not every job is going to be protected, but uh, 
you know, they're they're opening restaurants and uh, pubs and museums and movie theaters, but they can't reopen um, indoor theaters in this way because they they can't hold the same capacity. And a movie theater is a slightly different thing because um, they don't make the money just off of ticket sales alone, whereas most of these theaters do. Um, in one particular theater, the Old Vic, they will only be able to operate at 30% capacity, but they need to sell 70% of it, of their seats to uh, break even. So that is uh, the discrepancy that is happening. Um, and it's not, you know, this is not the best news for everybody, but it's good news that they're attempting to help. Um, Netflix is donating $625,000 to a fund set up by Sam Mendes to, to help uh relief on those freelance theater workers who haven't been able to get any government support really um mendez you know called netflix and other companies like called them out for their need to help um because there's so many things that they have been able to take from london theater specifically and bring to their platforms um you know example is fleabag by phoebe waller bridge um and went on to win Emmys for Amazon. So that's the idea. You know, the burden will be put on taxpayers, and I get that. And um, that's just one portion. I mean, they've had $17 billion to support workers' salaries. So that's, you know, overall what's happening. So this $2 billion is just for one sector of jobs. Maybe uh, here in the U.S. we can do something that is uh, similar to help uh, theaters as well. As some of you know, I do acting work as well, so this is one that is near and dear to my heart. Alright, my second story today is going to come from Sydney, Australia. So the story actually came out last week, but I had some other stories I wanted to talk about, but I'm going to tell you about that today. So Sydney is now entirely powered by renewable energy. They have two sources. One is wind power and the other is solar power. There's about 250,000 people who will benefit from this energy it will save an estimated $500,000 um, per year over the next decade. As they've been looking to uh, change their um, communities uh, with you know, uh, fossil fuel industry basically being there, they're switching to renewable uh, energy. And um, they, this is going to supply jobs as well because now they're going to need people who work in these fields, you know, um, to help, you know, run, run the uh, sectors, the new green power sector. They're going to need new jobs for all this. Um, so they're, as they've been cutting their carbon footprint, this actually puts them on pace to do it even quicker than they had originally. I'm going to read, uh, they have been carbon neutral since 2007 and they, they certified that in 2011. Um, the next target is to reduce emissions by 70% by 2030, but thanks to what they're doing now, they will probably meet that goal six years earlier in 2024. Um, so again, it's great for jobs. It's great for the environment around as well. And it also is great for costs because people who have this renewable energy source, their cost uh, for the power is going to go down. That's how renewable energy works, you know, it, uh, the cost goes down. 
So as we look at Sydney, Australia, which is home to roughly 250,000 people, we see that something on this scale can be done and let us work towards getting this done in more cities. All right. That's something else to work for. All right. Thank you very much. I will be back in just a moment with your step for the day. So your positive step for the day, as it is a new week here, and you had a long weekend, perhaps your weekend wasn't full of a recharge as you were hoping for, you may have been busy, whatever you were doing, I hope you were staying safe, but you could have been busy going nonstop, you could have had some um, parties that you went to, whatever the case may be, uh, you could have been attending some protest. so maybe you just didn't have enough time to uh, recharge your battery in a positive way. So take a moment today, you know, whether it be a little meditation, you know, breathing exercise, uh, listening to a new song, downloading that new album, picking up your book today, reading a new book, performing a new recipe, or uh, to cook or bake, whatever the case may be, just find yourself a little bit of time uh, to recharge, reset yourself, um, realign yourself. However, that may be for your mental health is up to you, but take a moment today and do that. Uh, you know, things are moving quickly again. We are moving back towards normalcy or a new normalcy and things are changing constantly and you may feel overwhelmed uh, and that is okay. So that is why you need to take some time where you can to um, slow down and re re-engage your yourself to yourself i don't know if that makes sense but i, I it makes sense to me uh commit to you know allowing yourself to have a moment of calm and clarity all right that's your step for the day i'll be back in just a moment with your positive quote for the day quote today comes from Jackie Robinson, the first African-American baseball player in the major leagues, um, broke in in the 1940s. All right, so here is his quote. A life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives. A life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives. Okay, so we're going to break that down. We all have an impact and we all leave a mark wherever we go and whatever we do on whomever we come across, okay? So if we sit in our house the whole time and we never interact with anybody else, that um, doesn't leave us with a fulfilled life. Now I'm not saying you have to go out all the time to interact with other people. You can interact via phone calls, uh, via social media. You know, there are plenty of ways to interact. And that is when you can have the most meaning and impact in uh, in your life 
and in somebody else's life you know uh as as we are in a tumultuous time to bring uh positivity or guidance or support into somebody else's life and then in turn you may be rewarded by somebody doing the same for you okay so that is how it is all important because we are interconnected as a society as a species uh, as humanity so let us all work for and with each other to help one another out and uh, give each other support and guidance and let us have that impact to be a positive one okay and this way it will make our lives important as well as the lives of others around us as they impact our life as well thank you very much for making it through another episode of You can find me on Facebook at The Daily Optimist. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at The Daily Optipod, at The Daily O-P-T-P-O-D. You can email me. Uh, I am The Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm right. Tell me your stories. Share whatever you'd like to do. Reach out to me if you'd like to. I'll be there. Also, uh, some of you know that I've been doing work towards education uh, in our schools. I continue that work. I am hoping to bring a more inclusive education into our school system uh, so that it is not just the watered down sanitized version of history but teaches a more full version of everything whether it be from math or science or uh, language arts social studies all the above have many uh, achievements in all minority development and we don't often talk about these things enough and we don't teach them enough in our schools so i am working in that department so if you'd like to hear more about that i'd be happy to share more uh i'll, I'll be talking a little bit more about that in the days to come um also sometime within the next i think this might be my last week for a little while as i'm going to take some time off with uh family and to continue that work but i'll talk more as, as the days come for this week so thank you again for making it through this episode of The Daily Optimist. Until next time, everybody. Wait, before I disappear, please rate, subscribe, and share. Don't want to forget that. Rate to help more people get there. Subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And share to help out a friend who may be in need of some optimism for the day. All right, everybody. Until next time, please be well.